Hi guys, welcome back to the Original Judo Podcast. Uh, Fresh show coming today with Chris, following on from Tel Aviv Grand Prix. We trying something a little bit different. It's a bit of an event report, so let us know what you think, if it works or not. What we don't talk about is the phenomenal British results from this last weekend at the European Open in Sofia and... I'm going to say Portugal, otherwise I'm going to butcher the name of the town. Um, British women came back with two silvers and a bronze, and the guys came back with a silver and a bronze as well. So congratulations to all involved. Absolutely phenomenal results. What we do talk about is some of the battles from Tel Aviv, a matchup we'd like to see, and we also look ahead to Paris. If you're not already playing, check out fantasyjudo.com. We've got an interview with Lance Wicks coming up, who's who's running the show. So go select a team on there for Paris. Get involved. Anyway, guys, here's the show. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Original Judo Podcast. I'm James Austin, and I'm joined as ever by uh, Chris Millwards. How you doing, Chris? Hi, James. I'm great. Thanks. Hope doing well yourself. I'm doing well. I'm struggling a bit with the cold, but uh, we're getting there. Likewise, you know, kind of plenty of hot sodies will do you good. Yeah, uh, we're talking today. We're going over the judo at the weekend, the Tel Aviv Grand Prix, um, and it was an event I was quite excited about going into. Uh, looking at the draws, you obviously had a really strong Israeli team, but I thought the, the the British team took a really strong team as well. We ended up with, I think, four or five players in the top five seedings, and again, I think as the event was starting, I thought. It could be a could be something where somewhere where we we come home with a, a hat full of medals. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the, I think what's really pleasing to you at the moment is, no matter what tournament we um, attend in the world, we did always feeling that we're going to be there or thereabouts, and if the athletes perform to the potential, then there's a good strong chance of them um, taking one of those medals. Really, how much of the jewelry did you get to watch at the weekend? Well, it was funny. I used to be in Israel. Um, the event, I think, started on the... Was it Thursday, Friday? It was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, wasn't it? I was able to catch bits, you know, obviously because the judo has been able to catch a hell of a lot more, but and paid real particular attention to the 70-kilo weight and the 78-kilo weight, um, both with quite um, interesting results, really. What about yourself? Yeah, again, I managed to catch little bits over the weekend, but caught up with quite a lot of the judo from, from, from judo base. I was I was watching eighty one kilos and then obviously uh, had a had a quick look through at all the, the the British performances as well. Do you want to give us a rundown of seventies? Um, yeah, I will. Do. I mean, it was quite interesting, wasn't it, really. Some tough, tough fighters in the category uh, ended up and as ended up about sixth place as a result of that. The Knicks and uh, the the girl and they were ranked number three. I think you know, but really quality quality competitors. Um, and then you end up looking. Looking beyond that, and and the the name that jumped out for me, who I wanted to follow a little bit closer, was obviously Megan Fletcher. Um, no British interest in the weight. Megan, um, an athlete from Bath, representing Ireland, and I, and I looked at a draw, and to be honest, I was quite concerned for her, really. Um, the Breton, the French girl, first round, when she comes through that, she she comes up against the panchet of Canada, you know, previously world ranked number one, and. For me, a very, very good opponent. Um, so it was really back to the wall and let's see how Megan could do really with, with the interest. And, and the results wise within the weight category, but on money. And um, the Italian girl, the um, junior world medalist, I think her name is Belandi, took a silver medal with Megan and uh, Van Dijk taking the bronzes. And I think 
you know, kind of looking through that, you know, when I was particularly focused on, on Megan, what was really impressive to me is how strong and how fit she looks. You know, she's really um, got some got some big, big gains in, in, in the strength and weight category and she and she overcome um Le Breton with a counter. She kind of that took her through to the fight with Zapanchik and, and for me, Zapanchik overcomes fighters with a strength and with a new other. But Megan was more than a match and the longer the, the, the match went on, you know, the, the more and more comfortable Megan appeared to to look, you know, although it was a, a tough match for her, Megan was able to to overcome that. She kind of caught against the Spanish girl who made it in, in the final Spanish girl, caught it twice with, with a Leco Uchi attack, which put Megan into the charge. She comes up against the Uzbek uh, athlete in the repechage, overcomes her with two lovely counter techniques and finds herself in the bronze medal match against Suk, the Danish girl who um, lost in the semi-final. And I think it, it has to be said in Suk's semi-final against the Italian, done a lovely Sodi Surakomigoshi, but over through her. And if she would have landed that, Suk obviously would have been in the final. How it comes against Megan and, um, you know, Megan overcome the Danish girl and, and that was such a wonderful result. Her first um, Grand Prix medal. What an athlete with fear and determination and focus and is unable to overcome adversity. And, and obviously, you know, Iron Dragon Iron and having a stacked tequila uh, category in this country has, has really been part of, of Megan's development and she's been able to flourish with Ireland and what a wonderful result and really well done to her. You know, I kind of... The other bronze medalist was Van Dyke, who probably was her favourite to to win the tournament. To be honest, she had the golden score rip on against the Portuguese girl Timo. Then she lost to the Italian, and the Italian, I think that is a, an amazing upset for the books. Really, you know, she beat, beat the Dutch girl with can be interested in judo. You know, kind of fights with one hand on, but that could be right hand or left hand. She can throw both right and left, but as soon as that second hand comes on, she attacks and there's absolutely no delay. And Van Dyke had no no real answer to her. In fact, she won a repetition match did Van Dyke and, and in her bronze medal match against this Spanish girl who also lost in semi-final, got thrown right on the buzzer. It was a, a ground-out bronze medal for Van Dyke, but I'm not sure if she'll be overly pleased with her performance on the day. Then it kind of brings us to the the, the, the final uh, the finalists. Both had buys in the first round, the Italian girl, the French girl, then the Dutch girl, and, and lost in the final to Bernam. And what has to be said about Bernam is that, for me, for me, you know she's a dangerous opponent. She can, she can take scalps, and what she's done in that match and by taking gold is breaking herself into the world top 10, you know, landing herself in sixth position in, on the world ranking list. And essentially, uh, you know, something that we spoke about on the podcast um, quite a few times is actually building wins together to result in medals, but then going on to build medals, you know, to, to improve that consistency, which is absolutely what's needed when we're coming into the, um, I should say that now that we are in the, Olympic qualifying period and, you know, kind of a real dangerous athlete for the British players to, to come up against. I think there's a lot of development space for the um, the young Italian athlete. And what I also think is um, Megan's going to be really dangerous come the European Championships and it'll be, she will be a risky match for anybody. So kind of good luck to her, well done for her and I hope her progression continues right the way through to Tokyo. 
yeah, it was it was fantastic to see uh, Megan come away with a medal. I think I've seen since that that was her her first Grand Prix medal, um, and she was joined. Was it a day later by her brother who who also got silver at the event? I think that Ireland's first time they've ever had two uh, medalists at Grand Prix. Again, like looking looking at the results, the Italians brought a really strong team as well. Eighty one kilos again. The weight I looked at, young Italian won the bronze. He looked great all day before getting beat by even off the Bulgarian. It's really exciting match every time they. They uh, started an exchange. They were both trying to take really, really deep grips. I, I thought Parlati was piling the pressure on, um, but ultimately got caught with um, like a Harborelli variation. It was a great bit of judo, and that put the Italian boy in into the bronze medal match, where he came up against I think young Azerbaijani. Um, neither athlete really wanting to exchange. Um, neither really wanting to engage with the fight. Um, and it eventually went to, to Hansoku. The other bronze medal at 81s went to Chuchi, a, another lad who looked lightning all day. I think he was the only player for me who really troubled um, Muki in the in the semi-final. And in the second exchange against uh, Egatidzi, he got him completely outgripped, and it was almost like the, the Portuguese player stopped for a second, waiting for a Mate to come. And yeah, Chuchi took the opportunity to level him out with a huge Osoto. Great bit of judo. <laughs> Fight lasted a few seconds, and and there was a there was a bronze medal. The two finalists, top of the draw, you had uh, Muki from Israel. He was the reason I really wanted to catch the eighty-one kilos. He's such a dynamic athlete, and nothing that he did kind of dissuaded me from that. The only time he ever looked in trouble, there was literally one exchange that he looked like he he was in trouble, and that was in the semi-final against Chuchi. Um who'd outgripped him once and went for an Osoto and then followed up with a, the, the Kosoto. And it was it was the only time during the whole day that, that Mucky looked in trouble. Next exchange, he did the exact same combination back to him and threw him threw him for ten. It was it was super exciting. His his journey to the final before that had been he won one match like on Hansoku, a couple of massive throws in there as well. You know, he, he loves to take a sleeve grip. Um, he can go, it looks like he can go solely both sides, but he does like a an Osoto off the sleeves as well. I really like how active he is. You know, he doesn't sit in exchanges with a grip for long periods. If he, if he gets his hands on, he attacks. If he doesn't feel he can attack, he takes his hands off and he, he comes back in again. He's so good at controlling the sleeves and, and creating pressure. And the, yeah, the the rate of attacks all day was was phenomenal. Uh, in the final, he came up against Ivanov, the Bulgarian. I've not really watched much of him before, um, but he he came across as being completely the opposite kind of player to to Muki. He's a much slower. He really tries to kill the pace of the fights. He's 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 another huge thrower. Um, he threw a couple of people with beautiful drop Marotti. Um, he absolutely spangled the Canadian boy, Briand, in the in the semi-final in about 21 seconds with a drop Marotti. It was huge. Um, but by the time he got to the final, he he just couldn't live with the pace of, of Muki. It was a highlight reel finish. Controlled the grip in the Kumikata completely and finished with a huge step across Sodi. I think they were both the best athletes on the day, like two really opposing styles. 
I think Mookie's kind of like a definitely going to qualify the Olympics. Oh yeah, no, where he qualifies is going to be he's going to be really interesting. Um, and I think we talked on the last podcast how you know the kind of political history meant in. 2004 Olympics I want to say Miraz Mehli pulled out of the first round the Iranian Miraz Mehli the Iranian world champion pulled out of the first round I just wonder if you ended up with Malayi the Iranian world champion on one side of the draw and Muki the, who is a just phenomenal on the other side of the draw I mean I'd love to see that contest and I hope we see that contest over the next year I mean if that was an Olympic final does does politics get in the way? I would uh... I was going to say, I would love not to see that fight over the next year and it be the Olympic final. It would be it would be huge. It would be such an exciting contest. And again, like two totally different styles of fighter. Malay, who does like those big, long engages, deep grips and, yeah, the kind of skittering style of Mookie. I think, James, judo's breaking the, judo's breaking the mould, isn't it? And where politics aside agree with the situation or disagree with the situation, it's certainly bigger than what I am. But you know, when you look at the um, the potential for judo to really kind of um, set an example um, on the big stage, obviously we've seen um, the other Israeli set on door in the Olympics against the Egyptian. Um, you know, so we have got precedent. We've got precedent within the... Um, Tournaments in Abu Dhabi or Dubai, wherever it was, where the Israelis were able to compete under their national flag. We were in an exciting change in times, um, you know, where hopefully we don't come up again with a Miraz Mehli situation. And hopefully that we're in a, in a position where, you know, all things being good in uh, 2020, that these two athletes, should they come up against each other in whatever round both athletes take to the mat, and give it everything they've got. I'm with you when it comes to Mokia. I tipped him um, to do well at the European Championships. He won the European Championships, and that was on home soil. You know, so you're kind of thinking, okay, two really good performances. Your judo was wonderful. The strategy is wonderful. Smadger is the is the coach there, and he and he appears to be taking the team continually down a positive route. Um, I'm aware that there are other national team coaches that, that, that support that system, but they are coming up with some really positive, hard, strong judo, and they've got some flair to it as well. It's great to see, and um, something I'm really excited about, just as you are. Yeah, it was like, it, the the judo coming out of Israel, all of a sudden, they're one of the the powerhouses of, I guess, of, of, of world judo. Um, it, it was their home Grand Prix, you'd expect them to do well. But they, they came away with seven medals, four golds. They topped the medal table. And, yeah, again, and a lot of those a lot of those athletes look like, you know, they will be competing for those World and Olympic medals. They they took the first medal home of the, the weekend with the under-48s girl, Roshoni. And she was, again, she was she a was huge player all day. And, yeah, and, and all the way through to the last contest of the, the event with Sasson who talked about earlier who, who got that Olympic bronze they've got players who could trouble everyone in the world um, did you catch many of the British performances yeah I did you know um, and, I th- and I think 
obviously Nakoda taking a, 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 another bronze. Um, I think we can't have the podcast without discussing the 70-kilo bronze medal match. Natalie Powell, who got to the semi-final, lost in the semi-final to the Coburn Luca, um, who, who she has lost to previously. Um, Jemima Yates-Brown, on the other hand, took uh, t- taken some tough scalp in Stevenson earlier in the day, you know, really wrapped around the waist and was able to take it on. And, she, and she's really dangerous in that position. Goes head-to-head with Powell. Um, I think the previous contest that they had together, Powell run, won rather rather comfortably and there was quite a large gap between the pair um this contest was a different story it turned on its head you know kind of just around about the minute mark um he's found dropped under beautiful cianagi um and throws throws naturally for rip on and i think um really great achievement fantastic fantastic medal for jemima um, obviously, a disappointment. One of the toughest things to take in judo, isn't it, where you get to the semi-final and lose, and then lose again, and you, you know, you, one minute you touch a medal, or the next year you may as well, uh, you know, you you haven't got one, and you know, you kind of licking your wounds. But what we know about Natalie is, is that she's very tough mentally. She hits um, hits some adversity, and then is able to turn it around in the next contest. That she that she comes up again, and so kind of she will. Um, I'm sure relish the challenge, even though on on your podcast earlier in the year she 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 said that actually she could do without anybody coming up and putting the pressure on her as Gemma did. But as we said earlier, iron sharpens iron. Natalie's been there before. Um, East Brown is tenacious and is feared of nobody. You know, it's a it's a dangerous combination, and I think whichever athlete. Um, ultimately go to Tokyo again we will be there or thereabouts and just hopefully that they can form up perform on the day and best of luck to both of them and I hope to see more medal fights with the with the pair of them hopefully both of them in the finals in a different tournaments throughout the year I'm I'd, I'd echo that I think um I was really surprised at the result again I thought Natalie at this stage would still have too much for Jemima um but the the bit of judo the the was it Drop Marotti? Was, yeah, Drop Marotti, yeah. yeah. Yeah, beautiful bit of judo. Um, and, and again, it's the kind of thing that does make you believe, and I think you said she had a couple of good wins earlier in the day as well, Jemima. Makes yeah. you believe that she, you know, she could really push Natalie all the way for that qualification spot. And, it, and it's another weight category that we have with the women's, where we've got two athletes chasing the spot. It, it's only exciting Wish them both the best of luck. Absolutely, absolutely. When you've got your second pla- second place player in the country, is fifth in the world. You know you you've got a decent decent category there, haven't you? Definitely. And and you, you, again, you can go fifty seven, sixty three, seventy, seventy eights. We're so strong through those weights, and not to take that away from the other athletes. Obviously, like Chelsea Giles, Sarah Adlington, but at the moment they're. They're perhaps individuals in in fifty twos and plus seventy eights. Yeah, yeah. Those other weight categories, you know, with two, three, four, all vying for that number one spot. It's 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 a super exciting time for for British judo. I think totally right. Obviously, um, you know, we we have got some deficit in the men. Ashley um, took a fifth place in this tournament again with some lovely fast judo. You know, and it's just the, the consistency that he he has and has had over the, the 
past 12 months is, is phenomenal. Um, some losses from Eric Hamm and um, Fraser Chamberlain. I watched Fraser's contest and it was very much nip and talk until um, the, the Dutch player um, threw him for a pond. But it, and it was a lovely technique, a good piece of judo. But up until that point, nothing much to, to split the pair, really. I yeah I I didn't catch um, Fraser's fight. Um, I, I, I to be honest, I I thought he looking at the draw. I thought you know it, it was another opportunity for him to 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 have a run at, at a Grand Prix event. And obviously every fight he gets going to be tough, and I'm sure he's going to be disappointed with it, onwards and upwards. I still think with the way he's been fighting, with the way he's been competing, he I think he's going to be around qualification, and I think he'll. Be up there with Max for that 90 kilo qualification spot. Um, but again, I was uh, I had I had high hopes for Fraser this competition, and yeah, was gutted for him the way it turned out. Any other results that kind of stood out for you over the weekend? Well, um, I think Ben Fletcher's um, lovely, lovely medals. You've done a beautiful hand technique, um, which, which scored in Nippon against the Hungarian. You know, so it was quite interesting. Really, I was following a thread from the BJJ underground and it was it was showing a few clips of a very very similar technique saying how come we don't see this in judo you know and, and kind of is it because you know bjj um exponents aren't as skilled you know defensively and you know, stuff like that and the very same day you see that identical technique beautiful hunt technique lovely score and just the strength on ben is is phenomenal he's a big strong man and um really pleased for him after his layoff and missing the world championships of injury how about yourself? Any particular performances? Uh, just while we're on Ben, I was delighted to see him get get the silver medal, and but particularly as well because his sister did really well. It's fantastic. They're both absolute, really lovely people. So it's great to see them do well. Um, a couple of the other results that stood out for me: uh, return of Kelmendi at fifty twos. Yeah, yeah, first time back on the map. Looked like the Terminator um, in the final. I didn't see much of it earlier in the day, but. Two scores in two exchanges, both was Ari's Uchimata and then like an Ogoshi, Ukigoshi and in the second exchange. Um one of the gold. You know, she we we talked about um maybe that matchup with Abe later in the year. Um and again that is gonna be a phenomenal matchup because she looked unbreakable. She looked like a destroyer. It was she was amazing. Return of Sasson at plus hundreds. I don't. I don't feel like he's competed much this last year. And then obviously went into the final and fairly dominant grip in display. Won by won by Hansoku, uh, relatively easy. It's good to see. Good to see him back fighting. Other than that, couple of French medals. Uh, Clergé and Adir at nineties and hundreds. I love that that Clergé keeps going. He he's st- he keeps picking up some huge results. I was going to say, I always like seeing Clergy because he just keeps on going, keeps on trucking, doesn't he? Keeps on pulling the medals in. And actually, I don't know, he must be, you know, taped together like you you wouldn't believe because he's been around a long, long time in tough, tough categories and how he, he can fight with such ferocity and such skill over and over again keep pulling medals if you know nothing short of admiration after the man yeah uh, it does feel like he's been around for 
a long, long time. Uh, and the 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 win in the final was was a beautiful bit of ju- judo. Uh, he tacked with a big kind of koshi groomer, same kind of same side. He gripped deep over the back grip. Uh, went to ground and he caught the the jackpot armbar. You need to watch it to know what I mean. I don't know the Japanese name of it, but it's a beautiful bit of judo. Always called it the jackpot. Ewan uh, Burton was notorious for it. It was, yeah, one of his favourites. But yeah, I, I enjoyed a lot of the judo over the weekend. I thought there was some some really fantastic stuff. I think that leads us into Paris. Is it this weekend or is it next weekend? Yeah, it's next weekend. Um I suppose weekend close into closest to Valentine's weekend, so obviously I won't be able to get out because of the, you know, the <laughs> amount of cars I'll be on my doorstep. So, but I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to to, to the Paris tournament. You know, kind of eleven British players being fielded, three men and uh, eight eight women, and you know, all of them will, I'm sure, enjoy Paris stage, best tournament in the world for, for my liking, and I'm sure some of them will be going there to repeat successes of previous years definitely like um we, again we talked about it in the review last year it's only yeah it was only last year sally obviously came home with the the, the gold um only the sixth british player to win paris absolutely phenomenal love to see one of our athletes do do that again um but any medal in paris is is, a, is an incredible achievement absolutely I mean, Ashley um, took a bronze last year. He's fighting this year alongside um, Jamal and Matt at 90 kilos. So they're the two male representatives. And just as you were saying there about Fraser on, you know, kind of pushing for qualification, it'll be interesting to see how Jamal and Matt do um, in response to Fraser's um, forms of the weekend, if they can like, crank up the pressure and kind of, you know, progress through the rounds, hopefully. Any of the any of the categories you're particularly looking forward to watching? Yeah, the, well, there is now. Um, I think Lucy and Alice um, both didn't, you know, would, would agree not their best performances. I think Lucy took a seventh place in Israel, but they're back on the mat in in Paris. Um, and then, you know, quick turnaround for but for Yeats Brown and um, Natalie Powell at 78. You know, I'm sure both of them will be looking to to be around and about the medals obviously we've got um, Kelly Stad and uh, Chelsea Giles at 48s and 52s and as well as Sarah Adlington at, at over 78s um, but, but for me I'm quite interested in watching the women's 63s and the uh, women's 78s as a you know two two weight categories which will be packed with quality which will have additional um, nations fighting in them than was in Israel namely the Japanese Um you know, and let's see see the results from there, though. But it's not something that I would be fearful of of any of those British athletes competing. I am quite looking forward to plus hundreds. It, it's probably a little obsession of mine at the moment. I, I I don't think there's been many times in recent history where the category has been so strong as it is now, and yeah. still still missing uh, Rinna, but. You know, if you, you look down the list of players who are complete, competing at Paris, you've got you've got Kapalik. Um, there's a potential matchup against Grohl again. You've got Sasson coming off the back of this result. I think Harasawa, you know, Olympic silver medalist, is uh, is going to be there as well. I think it's like his return, and you know, they'll be hoping for huge things from him. 
So yeah, again, I think there's the heavyweight dis- division is is rocking at the moment. There's no there's no Tushish really. Really, is he not he's, in, he's, in the he's in the not in it, uh, But you know, you you'd possibly you'd be obviously missing your two big guns there. But still, there's enough talent in the the category yeah. to make it really kind of enthralling. Certainly for me. I'm, I'd also be interested in um, who the French field at that weight actually. Obviously, Rinna um, not being there, but the, you know, in previous years, the, the the French have always had strong heavyweights. I remember one year I think they took two medals at the, at the Worlds with um, Rinna and Robin. Um, you know, taking taking a bronze, and, and you kind of go, well, he was second string. You know, I wonder who um, who they will field, and you know, it could be a junior, it could be you know uh, a senior that that has got quality. But when they fight in the burst here, with that crowd behind them, just lifts them up to another level. Really, are you expecting much from the the Chinese uh, boy, ninety kilos? I saw the IGF tweet in these oh, returns. Yeah, yeah he's, he's come back. Well, how you you know, it's ominous, isn't it? And, and the reason I say that is kind of um, the length of time away from play to to return to top top competition. Um, you kind of wonder what the the the, the program is there. Um, and I just don't put Wader on um, on notice, really. I think with with the the history China have with with failing drugs tests, you. That is a that is a good point, and I'm still sitting on our episode talking about drugs in judo. Um, you know, it's it's something that will will come out at some point. Uh, I haven't forgotten it. I think it's interesting you you say that because we've just been talking about Rinna, who's going to have had a similar amount of time off, and yet there's no questions there. I'm excited to see the Chinese athlete come back. I think 90 kilos is a really interesting division at the moment. You've got. Did the Spanish did the Spanish boy win win the worlds? Yes, um, I was getting mixed up the the two Spanish the seventy three. Yeah, there's Russian in there as well. Igolnikov, who I think can throw absolutely anybody in the world. You've got Clerget fighting on home soil, which is going to be you know super exciting because you know, yeah, you know he's going to have the strength of that ten thousand seater crowd behind him. I think nineties is another really exciting category to watch. I really can't wait. Is Nakoda fighting? No, no Nakoda, no Nakoda. From what I can see, what I can see. That's that's interesting. So again, she got bronze last year. It would have been interesting to see if she could go one one further. I was going to ask you about the selections at sixty threes. So they've obviously gone with yeah, Lucy Renshaw, Alice Schlesinger again. Yeah, sixty threes is where we have strength and depth. Those two have just come off the back of Tel Aviv. Do you think they should be sharing? The, the events out a little bit more yeah so I've just been um, speaking to Karen Roberts earlier this week or last week and and essentially talking about kind of um, relationships and how how you know you know we sometimes the the process is as, as important as the outcome you know people can take knocks and you're going to have a number of disappointed athletes um, but people struggle to accept things when it's not fair um, and I'm not sure what the process is um, for the selections, you know, whether they're going to do two or three tournaments in a block and then step away for the other two to step in and, and do two or three tournaments or actually you know, they've got a say in their own programme. But what I would say is that, you know, we've got a number of highly skilled athletes in, in that division. 
there will be competition right the way throughout. And it's a wonderful problem for British Judo to have, but not necessarily a wonderful problem for the for the ones who are going to miss out. Um, you know, you're looking within the weight. There's Lulu, Amy Livesey, Alice, Lucy Renshaw. You know, all um, can hold their own on the highest of the of the world stages, really. Yeah, um, and again, it's a category as well where um, we've had other athletes. Further down that list, kind of make a nationality change. I'm thinking of of, of Prisca mainly, who's who's fighting for Mexico now, but who certainly in the mix yeah. with those those four. But because it's so strong, as you say, the her opportunities would, would have been would have been so so limited. Just one more kind of category that I want to look ahead to is is eighty ones. We've just been talking about Mookie and Malay. They're both down to fight Paris, and. You know, I, I think that could be a, a potential Olympic final. But then looking at the other quality in the in the, the category, you know, you've got the Olympic champions going to be fighting Paris as well, Karl Merziev. You've got the Japanese player, Sasaki, who, again, is such a dynamic thrower. It's going to be a super exciting um, event. Pretty much all through. But 81s might be another one to, to watch out for. I think um, it'll be good to to recap on the on the next podcast, really, see to kind of how those uh, categories go on and um, how far off we are. <laughs> probably a mile out. Probably a mile out if our records anything to go on. As always, as always. <laughs> Chris, <laughs> thanks again, mate. Thank for yeah. Thanks again for coming on. Uh, it's always a pleasure to speak to you. Yeah, hope to 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 catch up with you after after Paris. Brilliant. Good to speak to you, Jeff. Really appreciate being able to come on your show. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, James. That's it for today, guys. As ever, let us know what you think. We're on Facebook and Twitter. Um, they're both original judo pods. Thanks to Chris for getting involved. Good luck to everyone in Paris this weekend. And again, thanks for listening. Catch you soon. <laughs>